this morning feeling round, round for my shoes. You could tell about that I had them all. No more walking blue. I woke up this morning feeling round, round for my shoes. Some people said worry, oh blue ain't bad. That's the worst old feeling, you know I'm old. I most ever had. Some people tell me that oh blue ain't bad. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this hour, Missy Clifton, our host Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. So that's more of uh, Muddy Waters, whom. He's just been on my mind this week with the destruction of his uh, hometown of Rolling Fork, uh, Mississippi. Uh, You know, we've all been struck by this horrible event in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I have a little bit of information about it that probably goes beyond what's in the newspaper in that a good friend of mine was pretty good friends with three of the six victims uh, of the shooting, and it was because of his occupation, which is um, church-related. The other uh, little thing to it is that we were in uh, Nashville about a year and a half ago at an event, and the hotels that they had us staying in were out on off of Hillsboro road, um, kind of in a, a cul-de-sac, uh, off to it. And if you're going out from town on Hillsboro road in Nashville, you see, uh, a hill in the distance and there's a, a church on top of it with a steeple and everything. I thought, wow, that looks pretty cool. And after a couple of days, I said, I'm just going to drive up there and take a look at it. So I did. I drove up and turned in the, the entrance and the thing. And it was, I drove up to the building and it was Covenant Presbyterian Church. This is the church where the shooting took place. This was a year and a half ago. I was struck, you know, by the elevated uh, place where the church was built. So anyway, we what we know about the the thing is that the um, victim, or I'm I'm sorry, the the shooter of the people identified as transgender, meaning that uh, this person who was originally a biological woman now identified as a man. Uh, there was all kinds of uh, stuff in the media about the misgendering of this person. Initially, right after the shooting, they were more concerned about getting the gender right uh, in the news accounts than uh, than doing the uh, than than worrying about the victims. Now I understand that uh, I think it's CBS has has uh, uh, forbidden its reporters to even refer to this person as transgender. So um, there's. Um, you know, you're beginning to have the T 
typical silencing effect that you get from the media when there's a narrative out there that that sort of disputes what they've been promoting all along. Another thing you have are, are numerous uh, companies, uh, some of them big companies, like the size of Amazon and others that had uh, actively uh, promoted the transgender agenda, which are now almost universally quiet in uh, extending condolences to the community that uh, was violated by this shooter. So the, um, you know, the, the national media is spinning it as best they can uh, to meet their uh, uh, agenda. It, it's very similar to what happened uh, in that uh, parade in Wisconsin where the guy drove it into a crowd, killed a number of people, and it was just a complete silence because this guy was African-American and he was attacking a mainly white parade, and that completely didn't fit the uh, the media narrative, and it just the story just went away. Uh, I think it was in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So we get these kind of things when a, when a story does not fit the dominant narrative. It gets altered or sometimes just completely eliminated. Yeah, I think you're watching nationally uh, people trying to make sense of a situation, you know, comprehend it from, you know, I, I, we, I believe that we're actually hardwired to form opinions and pass judgment through our own lens, Right. You, know, we, you don't we, have any other. Or, or, you know, right. It's the only it's, one it's, you got. It's through our own lens of understanding. And and what I am, what I'm afraid, what you're, you know, and as you've already alluded to, the mass media is in full court press doing damage control. And seemingly, you know, uh, more upset, as you said, about the misuse of pronouns, um, other than the fact that people died, children died, adults died, and, and this, this shooter died. Um, which is also a travesty. Um, <laughs> wow. It's like it, and, and what you're seeing almost is this sympathy push for the shooter oppressed by the evil Christian conservatives. That, that is almost. No, it's not almost. Um, I, I was going to say it's, I mean, you know, and there's, there's no, and again, you said uh, there's no messages of solidarity from the corporations who, by the way, rushed to virtue signal over the George Floyd issue. You know, you had, uh, God, I remember that photo op of Nancy Pelosi and all the, you know, the, the, you know, the politi politicos with wrapped in their African um, shawls kneeling on the floor. You, I mean, they had, it's almost like we uh, ought to have a moment of silence. I know. It's, just, it's, it's, it's really hard to kind of, you know, get your arms around. You had Whoopi Goldberg yesterday on The View wearing a T-shirt that said it had thoughts and prayers and the line was drawn through it. And underneath of it, it said policy and change. Yeah. And I thought, you know, you are... Clearly oh, saying guy, God no, is not the answer. Yeah. Government is. That's right. Seven people died, and you are looking for government to solve 
The Tennessee issues. Uh, legislative chamber was rushed yesterday by chanting "No action, no peace" yeah. by gun, anti-gun and transgender activists. But they had no solution. It was just to create more chaos. Um, there, there was no solution being offered. Um, so these. These kinds I gotta of, tell you, I think it's a, it was a little choreographed. There's a whole lot oh, that's going think? on in this that's a little choreographed. You think? Do, do you know that they they've actually reported that uh, the shooter Audrey Hale sent messages to an old schoolmate that that um, watching the interview, she says I, I barely knew who she was anymore. There was no connection to her at all, and she told her on you know. Insta- apparently she sent her in, uh, messages on Instagram that said something bad is going to happen yeah. and I just need to die, I, I which prompted this, this cold, you know, this, this not, she friend, was reporting that right and, as yeah, the shooting was taking exactly. place. And had no idea that it was actually going on. And, and she called the suicide line and said, uh, this is not, <laughs> this is, this is bad news all the way around. I barely know this woman anymore. You know, I I tell you, I don't use, for me, Facebook is something I have used in the past. I still use it from time to time. I used it a lot like two years ago. I I wrote a bunch of stuff on there, but I still have some people. I have some people that that are liberals that are in my feed. You never, ever hear them comment on anything. The only thing I've seen them commenting on is, gun control you know uh one of them had prayers and thoughts under or uh marked through yeah quick in, for the call in, in for gun black. control and then the other thing i saw two or three of them last night gleeful <laughs> over the fact that trump has been indicted mm-hmm. which that's a show thing too that they're only do they don't want to put trump in jail what they want are the pictures of him maybe having handcuffs put on and uh you know coming in to sign something but now i want to say something else that is not maybe as comfortable to christians I'm pretty familiar with Nashville, Tennessee. I started going there when I was a little kid. Uh, I spent a lot of time there when I was in college, not because I went to school there, but uh, would go up there a lot. And in the 70s, Nashville was a prosperous town, but it wasn't, it was not like it is now. The money in that town was concentrated in uh, people that had stock from two big insurance companies, Life and Casualty, and I'm trying to think of the other one. And these were burying insurance companies. They were companies that were where the policies were sold throughout the South to typically uh, underprivileged people so they'd have enough money to bury themselves. So over the years, Nashville has had this religious thing where it seems to me 
that they have tried to whitewash what kind of town it really was. And, you know, it's on the Cumberland River. I was born in the upper part of the Cumberland River. And, I mean, (laughs) Nashville at its base was a redneck town, okay? Now, you had people that consider themselves blue bloods and this kind of thing. What's happened is over the last 25, 30 years, it's become a very hot place. Lots of people have discovered it and moved there. And these churches have built big, massive temples to wealth. And every time somebody in Nashville disagrees with somebody else, they take their people and they go somewhere else and they do it, build something else. So it's possible that this young woman was a part of this church that's had its own splits, had troubles, and they were very well publicized and got caught in this. I happen to believe, and it's sad, that many churches value dollars, cents, and structures over true spirituality. And sometimes what happens is that I'm not not in any way excusing what happened, but I think there's failure all around. And it's not just on the side of the transgender people because these are people that sometimes make severe life-changing decisions under duress because they don't know who they are. And many of us have gone through dark times in our lives where we were vulnerable to having somebody mislead us about what we ought to do. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, added that because I think, you know, again, when I said we are all looking at this through our own lens, you know, that's a little local lens that may add some context to what went on because the rest of us are all looking at this from a national lens. And, of course, you know, it's very quick to look at the string of, of shootings that have had a transgender or binary shooter you know was the perpetrator and so something you know something that that's looking at it from a national lens and of course you know something else that i am i'm really concerned about is the fallout of of this terrible incident has generated like for instance katie katie hobbs director of communication put out a picture so katie hobbs is the governor of arizona Arizona. she puts out and she's actually been let go since then she puts out a picture of a woman holding two pistols and the caption says us when we see transphobes this 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 was her well this how about her, joe biden joking about ice, ice cream oh, ice cream when he sakes. heard about this for this God is a president of the united states who and then they come out the day afterwards and say trans people are under attack i mean th- this is this Poor excuse for a press secretary that he's got Corrine or whatever her name is. That was the first thing that she had to say. All right, so so this is where I wanted to go with this, is that personally what I have seen on social media and in a lot of the alternative social media sites is all of a sudden this, and I, I this is a terrible thing, but this militant trans movement that it may just... A, it may just eclipse the BLM sort of stuff. 
because I, I, I literally believe that these people are being controlled and they're being exploited. And it has nothing to do with their, you know, their quest to be recognized. But like many movements, they are. Who do you think is controlling them and exploiting them? You know, it's like, I just don't even want it, to. It's, it's a. Have it's you a, followed the money? I mean, yes, you see. It's a, absolutely. It's a well, progressive. A it's a progressive movement to, you know, cause this unrest, um, you know, and, and, you know, that they've made it clear that any objection to anything trans means you should be shot dead. And so all these pictures now have come out with, you know, again, the rainbow with assault rifles and trans forever, you know, this, this, just this over the top sort of Do they know bizarre. how to, do they know how to operate one? I, I, I don't I, see. I, I it's 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 as though they're almost trying to bait the nation into saying anti-trans things, just to you know, like just just. To, I'm know. not. I mean, listen. I understand that people go through these tremendous. Uh, yeah, nobody wants nobody wants to of, trade places with somebody who's you know who's going through. I, I'm through the, 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 these identity crises. You know, people question everything about who they are. Um, if you're a little girl and being raised or in, and your mother or your family is on this beauty thing and you're being told you're not beautiful and that you don't measure up in this and that. Mm-hmm. And then what does that do to a, a young, young girl's confidence, you know, or if you're a boy and your masculinity you know, is, is being, um, is being questioned. And then maybe your family breaks up and, uh, you don't have a, a, a role model. I mean, these things, and then, so then we get this idea, well, you know, the solution is you change your sexuality, you change your gender, you change the thing that you were created with because you've decided that that's the right thing. And then now you're being told anybody who disagrees with you should die now. Okay. There you go. Um, what are you going to do with all that? That's, that's, that's real rational. That's, that's working for me really good here. Well, I think we've talked about before, um, you know, kids that can't pick their bedtime, but they can pick their gender just doesn't fly with me. So, you know, it's, it's, there's a, there is a, there is a, (laughs) there is a disconnect all around and terribly when you introduce the money that's involved in the incentive to capitalize on the confusion, the money, not only in surgeries, but in pharmaceutical, which requires consistent, consistent upkeep. No one ever talks about that. Nature will always try to right itself. So you're having to take testosterone. You're having to take all these drugs that alter your body. And not even get in, getting into the fact that it is, it is reckless to assume that anyone that is under that type of medication who is not under a consistent doctor's care would be allowed to purchase guns. That's, that's a, that's a whole, that's a whole different 
whole different conversation. It's insanity. I mean, you know, it's really, and if we're choosing insanity, if, 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 if there are lots of politicians out there that really believe that this is the right thing, that just are willing to stake their lives and their careers on this notion that this is the right way, it should be done this way, and that they think, oh, no, it's just about gun control, you know. I mean, well, and, and it's to- like any anything you have that can be an implement of destruction can be harmfully or it can be used creatively well not to introduce a different subject but it does go along hand in hand with that but you know things that haven't aged well how about the black lives matter initiative okay that's going to be cops from schools but what i'm trying to say is i just read a terrible article on what's happened look look what i mean think think about it that two cops are the ones two good cops are the ones that ended what was going on in nashville with guns I think that sounds like a conversation starter for the next segment. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. If you'd like to hear more of the Tom Dupree Show, you can always go to DupreeFinancial.com under the radio tab. You can also schedule an appointment to come see us at DupreeFinancial.com on the homepage. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the second segment. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. Okay, this is the Nashville I remember. This is a group called Barefoot Jerry. Wayne Moss was kind of the guy that put it together. Before that, they were called Area Code 615. They were... You know, they had already made a couple albums when I got to Swanee in 1974. They were session men who had played on everybody's album in town. These are guys you'd never heard of, but they played on all the big stars' albums. They put together their own band. And this is my... Favorite? Memory. Okay. It's it's about a different time and place. <laughs> I was young. It's a great song. I'm sorry. Six one five. I knew that well. The, I used to live in just Nashville. Hits me so hard, and I can't help it. I. Anyway, sorry. All right, you were talking about cops in schools and the That's fact right. that they That's had right. cops I, sure. that, you know, came and saved these people. And, you know, what are we going to do without police? I mean, you know, they want to take everything away. Okay, just go shoot me in my house, you know, because, but I I might shoot back, you know. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lay down and act like that this is not happening to my country. You know, I'm not going to pretend like it's not being taken away from me. Yeah, I have to say that, um, you know, um, as far as the gun control aspect of it, it's like, you know, to me, it's like... Red herring. To stop drunk drivers from killing sober drivers, prevent sober drivers from driving. That's kind of way I look at how uh, gun control works. Yeah. So it's, you know, I mean, because cars can be a deadly, you know, that's a, you know. Oh, there was one used accidents. on a, there was one used on a group, on a parade. You know, we didn't hear him saying banned cars. So, okay. All right. Well, to finish what I was saying at the end of the first half was that schools removed cops to appease the Black Lives Matter agenda. And it apparently has not ended very well. Um I was just reading an article that the shootings, brawls, terroristic threatenings using guns, knives, mace, rocks, bricks, and stun guns skyrocketed. These and baseball bats. And ba- we should ban baseball. Yep, ba- there you go. In the hands of a, the wrong person. Um, and, and not to not to make this is I know it's not funny, but it is it is it's like where where does it stop? And you gotta you gotta find humor so, everywhere. So the point is is that SROs or school resource officers, you wanna call them police officers, cops, but you know, in traditionally in the academic setting it's called school resource officers, were removed and all of a sudden we are finding them being put back in places like Denver, Colorado. Oh, I wonder why. Alexandra, Virginia. I wonder why. Montgomery County, Maryland, Des Moines, yeah. Iowa. But I mean, I'm, I, Washington, D.C. Why? Because they are effective deterrents to school violence. You know, when I went to Henry Clay, this would have been like 1972, three. 
You know what the name of the security officer was over there, his nickname? Yes. What was you, that? You do? No, I don't. Shaft. Shaft. <laughs> from the, you remember the movie? The movie yeah, okay. from, they call <laughs> He was his job was to walk around. I don't even think he carried a gun. He was just, just he was a bulky kind of guy, black guy, and he just was going to make sure that big, if there bad was, and authoritative. Yeah, exactly. And then you had Dr. Passmore walking up and he was the assistant principal and a preacher at a, a African-American church somewhere here in town. And he'd be walking down the hall going, get to class, <laughs> get to class. And, you know, it worked. I mean, you know, Henry Clay was at the time – it was what it was. But anyway, you know, that whole thing. There was at least a semblance remaining of respect for authority. Today, I'm not sure what it's like, but I'm, an, I'm not in education. Well, that's interesting because, you know, I was at a, I attended a meeting about a year ago, uh, and most of the, the chief of police was there and some underlings, and they were talking about kind of the drag racing that was going on on Main Street. It's been going on for yeah, I know, a long I know. Time. And, okay. But the point being is, is that one of the solutions that was offered, uh, knowing that the police, you know, the, the uh, number of police is down and they can't be patrolling, they can't be everywhere, uh-huh. you know, on such a, on low numbers that they have. And they, the, the, what was offered was just put a car with no one in it, a police car, spots along main street and that that in itself would deter people so again it's just it's a you know is it is it, the, is it the answer no but does it is it a deterrent yes okay enough of that um well we were going to talk a little bit about um the restrict act yeah what you know about it tom well i know i did some stuff on tiktok uh with a guy about a year starting about a year ago and i put some things on there talking about values and I probably did I don't know 40 different posts and we had some people comment we had one post and it was about and what I was trying to do was talk to people and every time I would try to get to my profile I would have to go through pictures of uh some naked female you know that's like 13 or 16 years old who decided that it was a good idea to put on her t- TikTok post of her semi-naked. I mean, it was the pornography of it was staggering. And I'm sure there's ways you can, uh, you know, filter a lot of that stuff out. But now the narrative is, let me just say this. Whenever I see bipartisan agreement on anything Get in nervous. Washington, D.C., I'm totally against it. Get nervous. One of those things that they bipartisanly agree on is Pfizer. But I won't go there, even though I just did. Um, the, 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 the real deal if when they decide, you know what, we've all come together, it's the Senate's finest hour, quoting Mitch McConnell. Um, that's when they all work together on something. You are getting ready to get screwed. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, so for the listeners, if you're not familiar. Why do with we feel this way? The restrict, it's so bad. The Restrict Act. We're supposed to have okay. been feeling better about our country yeah, by no. now. I, I mean, I, I want... I, it, 
if nothing else, just to cause people to think. So are you on TikTok? More. No, I am not on TikTok. TikTok. And, and to tell people. TikTok. 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 You should find a new one. Um, so, so the Restrict Act. And, and by the way, please. Please so notice. If they restrict it, they're going to L- start listen. restricting Substack. They're going to restrict all of it. Please notice. Right? <laughs> please notice that Congress titles the bills with names that have nothing to do Never. with what they're really Inflation about. Inflation Reduction Inflation Act. Reduction Act. Patriot Act. Affordable Care, Care Act. Act. Yeah, exactly. So Forget it's like, it. It's all lies. If you if you don't if you don't investigate to what is wrapped up in these things. Yeah. Love the name, hate hate the content. Right. Okay. So so the Restrict Act is also known as the TikTok ban, which is why you were talking about that. And I, I actually believe it is a complete Trojan horse. Of course it is. It What's inside the Trojan horse? What do they really want? Right, right. And I what, think what do you think it is that's inside the Trojan horse? It it, it is government's ability to monitor the masses. So for those of you who didn't read uh, the Iliad and, and the Helen of Troy, they send this horse in and out comes the soldiers and they destroy the city, but they let the horse in because they thought it was going to be a good thing. Right, exactly. And, and, and that's what a Trojan horse is. And um, I couldn't there, – there is no legislation passed by our Congress these days – that doesn't have something in it that's very bad for you. I mean, there just is there is nothing being passed these days that's going to be good for you unless we get a Republican uh, Congress and a Republican president. And even then, yeah, they're still politicians. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. hold hold that thought. Um, I do not watch. I do not watch the news. I do not watch any normal, you know, mainstream media, but. I do, as you well know, I am deep into Substack, and I am always on a lot of alternative media. So I did watch an interview of Fox News with Jesse Waters. And of course, you know, um, and it, sorry, Jesse Waters is kind of comical. I've seen a lot of his interviews. He kind of takes a more, you know, a funny, more lighthearted approach when he is interviewing people, which is why I thought this this little clip was so funny or telling, I should say, Lindsey Graham. You know, and I'm thinking, did Lindsey Graham agree to be on the show because he didn't think that Jesse Waters would say something like he did? Because Jesse Waters asked Lindsey Graham about the restrict bill. And Lindsey Graham, I mean, you should have seen the astonishment on his face. Like he was so surprised that Jesse Waters asked him about it, asked him specifically about what was in the bill. And he acted like he wasn't listed as a co-sponsor. Really? Yes. I mean, and, and to me. And that's a Republican. That's a Republican. That's what I'm saying. And, and so it was kind of like, to me, is this is this one of those perfect examples of either he is outright lying to the, the, the you know, the, the looking, you know, the, his, the, what do you call it? The audience that yep. is listening to him lying that he doesn't know anything about it. Or is this like, is this, is this kind of like an example of, that these guys don't really write the bills special interest lobbyists do? And maybe he didn't know? I don't get it. He didn't put his name on it because he got some financial... So there goes my theory about a Republican uh, president and Republican Congress. So I guess I should rephrase it to say actual conservatives, and which, you know, I don't know that we have any. 
I mean, uh, we just had uh, Andy Barr on. I would call him a, a big government conservative, not a small government conservative, which means he's still in favor of big government. But, you know. Well, I would like to have asked him about this Restrict Act because as I understand it, enough. yeah, no, as I understand it, it allows government to access all of the data on video devices if it is a service that uses over X amount of people. And I think it's 1 million people. So that would include services like Ring, doorbell. Mm-hmm. Now, and, oh, oh, and, and also, also that if you're caught using a virtual private network, a VPN, you know, which supposed you know supposedly hides your IP address, you know, you will face up to twenty years of prison and or a million dollars in fines. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I put a copy of the 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 law review of that. Uh, yeah. So so if you think oh that sounds ridiculous, you know, who in the world is going to take the time to view all the content of everybody's ring.coms, right? I mean, that seems ridiculous. Just read about a declared Georgia County smart city that they are requesting already homeowners that have security cameras to register them to quote unquote fight crime. Now you're thinking, what's wrong with that? But then you got to, you know, Kind of, what are they really registering? What, yeah, I mean, you know, the, I guess you just always have to look at, and and, and uh, interesting because some commentary on that little, you know, that little piece was, well, that's ridiculous. You know, nobody, you know, this, that, and this, that, and the other. And, and someone else said, hey, wait a minute, who is, it was a computer expert. He said, we, we are already in, our artificial intelligence is already there. So let me tell you a little story about like facial recognition and uh, tracking where you're going. You, you actually mentioned that a couple of weeks ago that if somebody wanted to financially track what you spend your money on, that it would be very easy to watch your credit card expenditures, right? Okay. Um, your mobile phone. Um, uh, I was reading the other day that- My Google phone tracks everywhere I've been. If right. I, if I take the phone with me. And and then um I and I I didn't get I didn't get a chance to do any research on this, but I read that all all vehicles vehicle vehicle models twenty twenty four forward have tracking that that they can take control of the vehicle and shut it down. Who is they? Uh, government. I mean, that um not they like um you know to, you know to shut a vehicle down that was stolen or I don't know how that actually happened. Someone I think they can it. already, um, uh, I know somebody who their car was stolen in Northern Virginia and they were, they meaning Toyota, Toyota. who put, right. put the software on the car mm-hmm. were able to see everywhere that car went, went and they were able to recover it as a result. But with all good technology, it can be used for other things. Exactly. Okay. So, like three, and again, and they were saying facial recognition. Older is cars here. don't have. Yeah, that. don't have that. Might might be a good reason. And, to and older your, diesels do not have all the mechanical stuff on them. Well, it's funny. A lot of the commentary were like, "I'm I'm getting my fit. I'm, I'm going to go back to my flip phone. Where's my old flip phone?" That's Curious. Why I, that's why okay. I like older make uh, cars, especially foreign ones, because. 
They're better made. The older ones are better made. The old Mercedes diesels, the old five-cylinders, the best engine ever made. Of course, they had to get rid of it because it was too successful. Go ahead, though. Well, uh, back to the facial recognition, I just wanted to share a, a, a quick story. One of my adult daughters had come into Lexington for the weekend. Um, this is three years ago. She went downtown to the Thursday Night Live to enjoy good band, live music, big, huge crowd, very well attended. And somebody in the, you know, listening to the the music in this big, you know, this big, you know, down at the Fifth Third Pavilion thing, put their phone up and took a picture of themselves. You know, it was, it was that, you know, just a, a selfie. And of course, everybody's in the background, including my daughter. And what happened was she got a message on Facebook saying, do you want to tag yourself? Really? Yeah. She, even she was weirded out. She said, wow. No clue who this person was, but took a picture. And just because she was in the background with a friend, Facebook recognized her face and said, do you want to tag yourself? Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of creepy. We all thought that was creepy. So you think about, you know, you're, uh, you know, she, she just happened to be like, you know, three feet away from this guy taking a selfie. I think they've quit doing that or didn't, didn't something happen where they have to stop doing that now? Well, you've got security security settings that you can, which I don't think people, you know, a lot of people don't know how to put security settings on their social media accounts. Yeah. And then you wonder really how good those, social, those, those measures actually work. Well, and on your, on your own phone, mm-hmm. You can do a search within your photos, and it's like I could say on my phone, Tom. Mm-hmm. And every picture that, that I have Tom of Tom on my phone will pop up. Right. That's another facial recognition thing. Correct. That I enjoy using for myself. I'm not so sure I would want Facebook using it to identify me every time I'm in the background. In exactly. Crowd. Exactly. Just a little creepy. little creepy. little creepy. Well, um, any more? Did you have anything else about the Restrict Act that you wanted to add, or can I can I keep going? You've got <laughs> well, you can keep going for another minute, a minute or so. Minute, uh, I'll give you a minute. Though. Uh, it's just it's just well. Um, and speaking about facial recognition and cars and whatnot, um, kind of wondering how the electric car thing, the push is working out. Just noticed the other day that Ford's EV business, their electronic vehicle business, has lost about two billion dollars in twenty twenty two. You know, the market cap, I looked at this the other day, the market cap of O'Reilly Auto Parts and AutoZone, these are, all they do is sell like oil and stuff, is bigger than the market cap of GM and Ford. That tells you how well American automakers are doing these days. That's interesting. Yeah. When I was telling you all the other day that uh, Europeans have pushed back on their EV, their electronic vehicle goals and added several years to their I mean I think the I think the way to go is compressed natural gas all right you're listening to the Tom Dupree show with Missy Clifton I told you a minute and a half I gave it to you we appreciate you listening and we will talk to you next week